Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Monday season finale, Patrick Theodore, episode 34 of the Brisbane Football Review for the Outside 90 Fan Network. I'm James, I'm here to host, and I'm joined by Scott, who's dressed up as Simba from The Lion King, while on the other chair is Ronald McDonald, I mean, Adam. I'm really hoping you two are still coherent. How are we going? <laughs> that is, that is work a lot better in, in theory than the actual application there, I, 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 I beg to differ. Yeah. Adam, how are you going? Well, I'm, I'm okay. I might sound, I might sound drunk, but I'm actually uh, coming from the flu. Now it's, I think, thanks to uh, our venture on Wednesday night at Suncorp and waiting up for Tom's Brolch in the, in the cold. So, so No, well, I think you're just hungover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Either well, way, either way I apologise. I sound like this tonight. I'm so glad that we're in a confined space with you, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if my boss is listening to this, you'll f- you'll know why in about three days. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, let's get on with segment one, News Local and Asian Champions League. So I'll start off with Saturday night's awards night. Corey yep. Brown won the Gary Wilkins medal. Katrina Gorey, the W League Player of the Year, and Joe Coletti named Breakthrough Player of the Year, which, Scott, you well, assume is... I'm the... assuming it's like the, young, the National Youth League Player of the Year because they didn't announce anyone different, so we'll go with that anyway. All right, so congratulations... To... Congratulations must go to the three award winners. I swear I haven't actually had anything. It's just been a very long day. <laughs> yes. oh, no, that bottle over there is open. <laughs> yeah, except it's full of water. Anyway, so Corey Brown, was he a bit of a surprise winner for you guys? Because I know I've said he was probably my award winner for player of the season. but He, he was, was definitely most improved player, we said last week. But I was surprised that someone other than McLaren did win, given all the expectations that he would win, but... You can't say Corey Brown doesn't deserve it because he has been excellent this season in the way he's taken that left-back mantle forward and it's his spot now. So you have to say he does deserve it. Adam? Look, I, I said last week on the show, I was finding whilst Arthur McLaren winning and even on Saturday night when now, so I was just surprised. But when I think about it, the, the awards are more of a consistency basis thing. And you've got to admit, Corey Brown was consistent over a whole season, whereas, say, Jay McLaren, he was a superstar in you know maybe four or five games. So I think at the end of the day, if you put the math together, perhaps he's a deserving winner on that sort of that point system. Yeah, I thought it was good to see Corey Brown get some recognition because, well, as we've continually said, we thought he was playing, you know, just to have a football career and now he's the Raw's player of the season. And it's not like Jamie McLaren didn't walk away with a bunch of awards anyway. He had the golden bit, which everyone knew about, player's player. I think he got something else as well. So it's the- not like he didn't pick up a bunch of awards anyway. So just to clarify, the difference between the Players Player and the Gary Wilkins medal is just on who decides it? I think the Players vote for the Players. I don't know who... Decides, I don't know <laughs> you who, would assume the Players would vote I, assume, players. I don't know who picks the Gary Wilkins medal. I'm assuming it's either John Aloisi or maybe it's Gary Wilkins himself. I don't know. Coaching staff. I do know that the Members Player of the Year wasn't given out this year. There's not been a up. single email yeah. about it yet, so we'll see what happens with that one. Maybe. Alright, so we, the night got off to a pretty good start. John Aloisi finally signing a three-year extension. Are we happy with that, Adam? Oh, look, I think it's a reward for, um, it's a reward for a, sort of a passable season. Three years, so I don't know, in this modern era, that, you know, that, but you know what, if that's what John Aloisi won, Nicky and Bill's are building the squad, then, you know what, it's fine. And at least now he can go to players and say, yep, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm, well, I've at least got a contract which says I'll be around and you can help me get the results, which mean I'll stay around. Well, stability has not been the, the word of the off-season for the Royal the last couple of years. So if this is a sign that we're going to have a stable off-season, it's a good start to lock in Alistair for three years. Next year and the year after are the big tests for him, though, because we've got close a couple of times now. It's, now it's time to take the next step and lose some silverware again because they've, they've been very close. And everything that everything that we've been through, you have to say, Alwood's done a good job getting us to that stage. So he's certainly worthy of the deal. And in all honesty, like just the way that 
the way that the last two off seasons have unfolded, you've got to think Aloisi is sticking around, presumably under the promise that it's going to be a much more stable off season. As well, well, he's actually he's actually on record saying that you know if, if they can't if they're going to do dramas about the last couple of years, he's out of here. So the fact that he's signed such a long term contract. Is, is obviously bodes well for that. You know, maybe the the backwards are sort out their their stuff, and you know, and we're actually going to have a fairly quiet, you know, normal off season. I believe why I oh, see it. Please let that happen. I've had enough of off season drama. That's going to be weird though. Like not waking up one morning and going, "Oh, good, more drama." I mean, we'll be happy about that. But I'll be glad to not have to check my Twitter feed and see what's gone wrong today. That'd be a good start. Yeah, it would be nice for us to actually have a proper off season break <laughs> where we don't have to come back and go, "Oh God, what's going on now." Yeah. But Aloisi wasn't the only coach that signed an extension. No. The W League coach Mel Andretta is staying around. And that's another sign of stability that Mel Andretta is staying around as well, which well, should hopefully allow her to build a team in her mould because she hasn't been able to bring many players in last year. And kind of arrived late and a lot of the recruitment was seemingly done. So we interesting to see what happens on that thing from here. And it's, it's good yeah. news for it just hanging around. And yeah, so now both coaches get the opportunity to build teams that will suit their preferred style of play. Yes. All right, and the Raw launched a brand new Hall of Fame. This was the big bombshell of the night. Thomas Broich, the first inductee. Do you think it's a good idea? Absolutely. Adam? In theory, yes. I think it's, it's a great idea. I've actually, you know, there's around traps I've sort of been saying for years that it should be a Hall of Fame. Now, the only issue with it is that I'm hoping that, in a way, it's a symbolism that, you know, that's almost settled that you know, Thomas Broich it will not play for another A-League club because it, could, it would be a world first almost if Thomas Broich... Brisbane Raw Hall of Famer lines up against Brisbane Raw next season. That would be an embarrassment. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm hoping that this is that this is a um, there's a sign that you know what he's made his decision. He hasn't made it public, but it won't be in Australia. And you know, and but as far as you know, his legacy, his legend, all that, it absolutely <laughs> deserves to be there. Um, and hopefully that this will be something that comes to hallmark and next over sort of over time. And you know, we see some. Uh, Club legends getting rewarded in this way. Yeah, it's something that I think we've—I know I've wanted to see for a long time—is a Hall of Fame. And I, I hear your point, Adam, about maybe if he played against him or next year, it'd look weird. But I think to get this recognition for him while he's here is—it's better than having it given to him five years from now if he's back in Germany or wherever else he is. So I think it's good to get it done now. The other question, while James is looking on his iPad, there furiously, I'll ask: Who else do you think could be into the future? Matt well, I think there's a couple of others that are close as well. Well, as one, well. maybe. Um, I've always been a big fan. Obviously, Massimo Madoka, um, Enrique, especially Enrique, Michael yeah. Theo when he's done. Um, obviously, if it's not just players, Andy Postecoglou, yeah. obviously. So there is, like I said, there are a number of uh, people yeah. that go, and also, and also, that's just the men. And obviously, yeah. the women, you know, like the Claire Popkinghorn, yeah. Katrina Gorry. Yeah. You know, so look to make yeah. a bus. No one. You just hit on the three that I was going to say. Yeah. It was Enrique, Ange Postecoglou, and Claire Popkinghorn. Because Claire mm. Popkinghorn, I'm Matt McKay's Matt well. McKay. They're the two captains of the club for such a long time. To me, they would be logical inclusions. And I think if we can honour honour our champions this way, it'd be great. And then, if it's possible, honour them at the training ground or whatever as well. It'd be good. I think it. I think it's a good idea. The only question would be do you want to go the way of what other sports do and have a mandatory waiting period of two years the only problem the only problem with that would be you get guys yeah. like Broich who say I'm I'm out of here and I probably won't yeah. be back so you're thinking of the um, American model where you've got to wait five years to get into a Hall of Fame see but in this country mm-hmm. if for Matt McKay that would work for Thomas Broich yeah. or arguably if you're going to put Bessart, Bruce or Enrique in or someone like that later on they might not be either willing or able to come back in five years for that moment and you, it's better to have them here for it, I think. I wouldn't put Tom, I wouldn't put Bessart Barisha no, in, was to be honest. No, it was an example. Ooh, I know, but I... Geez, oh, that's... Yeah. No, that might be debate for another day. There's a few yeah. that you can kind of debate 50-50, but... Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't just purely because he was only around for three yeah. years. And oh. I feel like if you're going to do... And by the time you get to him, where... Okay, say the five that we just came up go in in each of the next five years. By the yeah. way, if Matt Mackay's... I think he signed a one-year contract extension. Yep. So I think if he moves on at the end of next year, he will get that He'll similar honour. The, the second one. I think he's going to be the second one in anyway, whether it's next year, the year after, or three years from now. Whatever uh, it is, he'll be the next one in. And the closest thing I could actually find, you mentioned the American model, was Bill Parcells, the coach, where he was actually up for Hall of Fame induction after his time with New York and New England and uh, put his eligibility back by signing with Dallas. So... There you go. Well, that was worthwhile, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I was trying. I was trying desperately to find. Had he been no. inducted? Yeah. I know he still hasn't been uh, put in the New England Patriots Hall of Fame because he had already decided to leave the de- the week before the Super Bowl. Gee, where has that happened? <laughs> but yeah, so you're saying oh, he didn't leave till three days after the grand final. Actually, no, it was two days after the grand final. Yes, but. But what are you talking about? Yeah, completely oh. different. Yeah. <laughs> when was the parade? Tuesday. Parade was Tuesday. Oh, it was Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they had a mad Monday like we are oh, on the Monday. Yeah. Then they had <laughs> the parade Tuesday. Alright, so, yeah, they Facebook live, live streamed an interview with Broich yeah. at the dinner, which I thought was a cool little touch. I mean, look, we know Broich is quite a private person and didn't really look all that comfortable up there, but he gave a few good laughs, so... Mind, he didn't look comfortable in front of us, so... One thing I did take from it is he, was, he could have signed for Melbourne Heart or Adelaide, and thank goodness he didn't. Before he came to Brisbane, yeah, that before is. Before he signed for Brisbane, he was talking to Adelaide and Melbourne Heart oh. to him, so thankfully he didn't sign for them, and... Thank, we got thank to you, see, Ange. Another reason why yeah, I'm from the Hall We got to see the best player in the history of the Australian Domestic League, and I think we're all very grateful for that. Absolutely. And... Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting little concept. It's been 11 seasons for the Raw now. So. Yeah, I think Sydney have got one as well, by the way. Yeah. They kind of honour them on match day at, outside the front of the ground. So it'd be well, interesting to see what the, how the Raw can kind of sim- match that in some way. So it'd be interesting. Two things I did take away from that Broich interview, though, is he did sound like he said, like he's still not sure if he's even going to play. We yeah. haven't heard anything about how his specialist appointment went about his ankle. That could sure will either, by the way. Well, I think you're going to hear about it eventually because it might get to next October and go, hey, Broach hasn't signed <laughs> yeah. with anybody. And I think I think there will be some sort of announcement sooner rather yeah. than later. And the other thing is he kept talking up Joe Coletti. I think he mentioned about three times where he's like, I think he he sees something special in him. So hopefully Coletti's the next person to re-sign. I do think we all see that. We'll get to... Potential returns later. I think we all saw something special in Joe Coletti when he came in this season. The way he was able to sort of grab that mantle in the middle of the park. Yeah. That's a tough position to walk straight into. Against the caliber opposition, like one of the games Cashmere were in the Club World Cup final. Yeah. So that's a that's about as high level as your opposition. And we're also talking about a 17 year old who's a very small stature yep. as well. So all those is just absolutely amazing. I think he is one for the future. And then the Raw decided to send Thomas Broach out with a chant from. Yeah, the fans in attendance. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, Seriously, it's just... I guess guess it's lucky I'm doing a full work with my voice. But seriously, if that is probably one of the most embarrassing things I have ever seen or heard of, the Gala Awards is not an occasion to do something like that. It's just... Uh, look, you know, to be honest, I hope they saw that in the light day and thought, oh, that wasn't a good idea because I can tell you there are a lot of people that are thinking that if they, if they had the guts that you say it, you know, that, I'm sorry, that, that's not a winner for me. Yeah. That was it was embarrassing for that. And, you know, I'm surprised that a lot of the on social media they haven't got, got more of a flame than it did because it's really not, I didn't think it was appropriate, to be honest. Yeah, it, I, I do agree it didn't look appropriate to me. The black I did wonder whose idea it was, mm. but we'll... It's a, it was a black tie dinner, 250 bucks for God's sake. To treat it like that, it's just, yeah, I just didn't think it was appropriate. You know, you know what, send, send your emails, send your tweets, whatever. I don't care because that's my opinion. That's the end on that. We'll forward them all to Adam. I love the idea in theory, but yeah, it, it did also look a little awkward. Like, yeah, awkward's it, the right word. It just, it just didn't look right, did it? It might, it might have worked a little, it might have needed a little bit more coordination, I think. It just, yeah, the execution let it down. All right, so we're going to quickly touch on a couple of other news stories. So, oh, go. I, I, I was waiting for you to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm professional. I'm not going to swear. Geez, we nearly made it through the whole season without swearing. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to swear. Ed Sheeran. We'll, get, we'll oh, touch we'll on, do that one first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll touch that one quickly. Uh, concert March 20 next year. Yeah, so the Suncorp Stadium is doing concerts in March now. I think they've got the Rugby League semi-final, World Cup semi-final and final in November slash December which kind of takes them out of that window for concerts because they want the field pristine for that. Kind of pristine for the Asian Cup, but it's got to be pristine for the Rugby League World Cup. So they're having a concert in March. Wonderful. Yeah, great. But well, we did work out, though, I don't think that's going to impact the ACL match day because... So you said it was a FIFA International weekend. I did? Okay. Yeah, someone, it said, sounds, someone said it was FIFA International It sounds I'll around take credit time, for yeah. it. I, don't, I didn't say it, but I'll take credit. But oh, yeah, well, you did say that. Okay, it could. But from memory, that was around about the weekend of an 
uh, a split round this year. Yeah. So we could wind up in a similar situation next year. And sadly, I think I'm actually going to have to go to that Ed Sheeran concert <laughs> around that time with Ben. Enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll actually be a big week because I think Bruno Mars is there as well and she wants to go to that. Oh, no. Hey, he did a good Super Bowl hey, halftime show. So I'm actually, I'll, middle, I'll, I'll go see Bruno Mars. You're all on your own. I'm never going to go to a concert in my life. Well, if they're going to get someone to perform, it can't go any worse than when they got Jason Derulo to shop the, <laughs> the afternoon after his hey, concert. We, hey, we were, uh, we were there by force. I didn't. I didn't attend. The, I didn't attend his concert. He came to us. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Th- that... Who was at the first grand final? Actually, I it's don't somebody. even remember. Uh, it, was so, it had some band. The Living on. End. No, I think it was a Queensland band. Uh, uh, so Mark, yeah, Powderfinger. No, it wasn't Powderfinger. No. That would have been, been amazing. If it was Powderfinger, but uh, well, we're all looking that up. We'll talk about the yeah. other news. Yep. Not the one you're seeing. We'll go to um Brandon Barillo. Yep. Uh, what's your thoughts on them going to potentially going to crisis like? Oh, look, I think uh, if you, I think the um, second division of the Bundesliga, I think is you know, is adequately strong. I think um, Kaiserslautern's a club with um, that has you know a good history in Leeds. So look, I, I wish him well. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good move for him as well because it's a it's a club where he can go and play. Mm. It sounds like they're a club looking for players in the attacking third because they're also were strongly with Jamie McLaren. Which it's, would be a good, it'd be a good fit for both of them to go to the same club. Well, it sounds like it's Aussie Central now because um, the uh, Liverpool young Liverpool Australian midfielder, yes, um, Brimmer. Um, Brimmer, yeah, he's, yeah, he's going there as well. Yeah, so and also as well, obviously those who don't know, and I'm hoping it's not many of you, um, Fritz Walter Stadium, which is the home ground, yes. is a very famous um, ground for for Australia, so for soccerers. So, it's oh God, Aloysius is going to sign there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Cahill too. Tim Cahill, yeah. <laughs> so Lucas Neal will never go back there again, though. Oh. But I will also Jamie McLaren's gone from having eighty clubs to clubs in three countries: Germany, Belgium, and Netherlands. I think that's an excellent move for him because you got to go somewhere where they're going to where you're going to play and develop. Other than you can get the money in England at another time, I think. I did jokingly ask McLaren uh, on Wednesday night while he was signing the jersey, oh, have you put that signature on a Kaiserslautern contract? <laughs> I don't think the tone of it quite carried across properly because he did not to imp- got, The glare you got wasn't exactly... <laughs> yeah, it, it was a tonality issue rather than... <laughs> you thought you thought you might be Dave Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother's Dave. <laughs> now, do you want to go to a break now or do you want me to go on about this other news story? We'll go on a break because I get the feeling you may need a few minutes here. Yeah, we'll save it. I'll save it for the mailbag part. All right, we'll be back. This is a Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. And welcome back to segment two of the Brisbane Football Review for the Outside90 Fan Network. It's James Scott from Adam for... I suppose a mad Monday edition, but Adam, you're already feeling the effects of the off-season. I am. Yeah. Well, according yeah. to you, it was James, Ronald McDonald, and Simba. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you couldn't think up a good costume no. for me, so. Oh, wait, oh, I'm a little asthmatic, so. If you're going with just, something with Star Wars, then I haven't got a clue. Oh, my God. I don't watch that stuff. Okay, we're going to come back to that in the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that's the challenge for Season 2, Episode 1, Get Scott to Watch Star Wars. Good luck with that. Okay, so we took a break because, Scott, you have quite a lot to say about a Mike Cockrell article doubling oh, down on seriously. the uh, Raw's Hollandia history. Doubling, so, doubling down is putting it generously because I think he's had about four goes at this story this year. Basically, if you haven't seen it, he's saying that because FC Brisbane City are coming into the A-League, he thinks, in a couple of years' time, the Raw should, in his words, retreat to Richlands and embrace their heritage, which I think we've talked about before is, frankly, ridiculous. You can, we've talked about the Harriers thing before, so I'll leave that alone. The idea of retreating away from Suncorp Stadium to Richlands to play games would be as stupid as the Brisbane Strikers going from Suncorp to Ballymore back in the early 2000s. 
which is what really crippled their crowds. I, it would be absolute lunacy. It'd be like you'd be conceding the whole north side, which I think is half of the point. They want to have like a north-south divide, which we talked about last week is ridiculous. But you concede all of that, you'd lose the eastern part of Brisbane all the way through the base side as well because they wouldn't travel to Richland to watch a game. So you'd be getting a narrow brand of support. I think it's absolute lunacy from someone who clearly hasn't hasn't thought this through or just is wrong. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't. You have to stay in Suncorp, otherwise move to a smaller stadium within the CBD area that is accessible for people. Because if you go play the ground like that, people will choose the Ballymore option. All right, you good? I'm yep. good, but you know, <laughs> I look forward to his article in the next two weeks about how we have to go back to Hollandia again. We the one thing that I really don't get about all of this is the whole north south divide in Brisbane. Like ridiculous. There is no divide. Yeah. It's a bridge. Is that the divide? Like the big fan? It's like a mystery divide at the top of the Gateway Bridge. As as I said, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. The only people I've ever heard talking about a north south divide are certain commercial radio stations yeah. where the social media team needs a little bit of content. It, it just smacks of laziness from someone down south who they've seen the east-west Sydney divide and how well that's worked. And they're thinking, oh, Brisbane's divided by a river. If only we can geographically divide them one side to the other. Because if you take that concept, if that's how it is, well, that means I'm off to FC Brisbane because obviously I live on the north side. Oh, that's not that going to happen. going to have to find someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, There's the door. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh well, that, that's how, and that's how that's how ridiculous this whole geographic thing. So I, I just don't think it works in Brisbane. It, there's never been that rolling. Because go remember, as we said, the Sydney the Sydney divide is more than just yeah. geographics. It is it is socioeconomic. It is you now it's a case of and it's big enough. Like they, they, this is where also as well they've tried to play this whole thing in Melbourne, and there is no divide between city and victory. I think that's why that's, they're yeah. trying to create a divide here because. They tried to put a second team into Melbourne after victory cannibalised the market. And there's been a very small niche market for City, but that's it. And I think they're kind of worried that they put another team into Brisbane now without a clear geographical or some sort of divide. It might resemble that. Yeah. But I think there is already, we talked about this last week, there is already a difference between the two bids, Suncorp Stadium and Ballymore. Some people want the, sm- the more suburban-style, smaller ground with a certain atmosphere or whatever around it, and some people prefer Suncorp Stadium. And there's a, there's a good divide to start point of this. Yep. So we actually asked this question on our social media accounts. So on Facebook, we got we asked, you know, <laughs> here we go, Adam, you still? Yep. Yeah. Still alive? <laughs> yep. All right. So if the FC Brisbane City bid is successful and gains entry into the A League, would you switch allegiances from the Raw? And firstly, you asked this question. For anyone who doesn't like the question, it was James's idea. I thought it was a good question. Well, there's been some. Not so positive feedback nah, about the question. Everybody up, loves man. me. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> Except my parents. I mean, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, we got a few. Like, we got a few good responses. I like this one from Ashley. No, I will not. Otherwise, I'd have to chop my arm off to remove the tattoo, and I'm not a turncoat like Scott. Ashley, that that tattoo is for Bristol Rovers, mate. You're free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we got a few ones where I was a Strikers fan, but then they didn't get accepted to the A League. Uh, from Jan Howe, wanted football at a higher level. My loyalties went to the new team that I did. Was proud to call them my team, and now I still do. So, I think that's the same for certainly the same for me. I, I'm loyal to Brisbane. I will not be. I will not be saying I'm a sport of FC Brisbane. I might go to the odd game now and then. Yeah. As a complete neutral, just to watch football, but I really couldn't care whether they win or lose. We'll or see the draw. I don't really yeah. don't care. I only say I'm a sport of Brisbane, or I wouldn't. Have any allegiances to them whatsoever? There were there were a couple of comments. Obviously, uh, I, I looked through them as well uh, this afternoon. And there was a couple of mentions about foundation members and all that. And I'm interested to see that you know people sort of regard themselves. You now the foundation members is only those who have you know held membership for the whole twelve years. I, I think that I think those people sell themselves a bit short. I think you know what if you're there in season one, even if you didn't renew in season two, you're still a foundation member. So I'm. Um, yeah. So it's just a little puzzled by that sort of that um, attitude, but that sort of that, that thought that oh, you, to be a foundation member, as would be that oh, you need to have held, held a membership for twelve years. Yeah, there, there were in the co- beginning, yeah. yeah. There were a couple of responses though, where basically Nick Cave says, honestly, if the Raw move their home stadium out of Brisbane yeah. and FC Brisbane City redevelop Ballymore, I could be tempted. That's and the point I was making. It, it, it seems like to yeah. lose a lot of their fans and make them jump ship. It is going to have to require some sort of 
actual yeah. push from the raw. Which and is what Mike Crockerell's ridiculous story is suggesting, going to, to Richland. So the guy there would, and under that theory, follow Brisbane City because the raw are playing at Red. Richland, it's ridiculous. And Ben Clark, who, look, I'll be honest, I disagree with a lot of things that he says. Yeah, well, oh, I don't, I don't think I've made a secret of that. Our esteemed colleague over at Rawcast. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think he's spot on here where if the Bakris continue to, you know, stuff things up, yeah. then it, it is yeah. an easier case to make. Now, That's, uh, I'd still stick from the Raw just purely because of yeah. the amount of time, money, and just mm. effort that I put into supporting the club, but... It's also one of those ones, everyone's got a breaking yeah, point. He's not the only one who would be thinking something along that line. If the off-season, if the off-field shenanigans kept going, the more that keeps going, the more attractive an alternative option it's going to become. Yeah. Not necessarily for me or for you, James, or Adam, but for people out there, if you want a stable club, you might just get sick of the raw at some it's one. It's the one luxury that the Bakuries have had in the last couple of years of where they're able to get away with the nonsense they did was the fact there's no competition. Yeah. And the one thing I think we're learning about football clubs now is they go beyond even ownership. Yeah. It's like owners can ditch clubs almost as easily as managers can. Yeah. And that, to me, is where I... Like, I would still be a little bit sceptical of why you would jump club. But then again, if you find... Look, I'm not going to even go down in, into hypotheticals, but it would take a hell of a lot for most fans yeah. to jump ship. Absolutely. I'm not sure how I became a turncoat pointer actually either. I'm after hitting my I think he just one. likes to stir you up like I, I do. I think so, yeah. yeah. But the Emoticon might have gave it away. Yeah. yeah. And I'll also, to him. I suppose yeah. the only issue I could have with the question here is uh, you ask it on a Brisbane Raw fan page. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was just genuinely curious yeah. to, like, maybe I, the only other thing I would have wanted to have added was what, is there a breaking point of where you might consider jumping ship and I think for a lot of fans, it is something absolutely extreme, like the club, which we hope doesn't happen, folding. Oh, I still wouldn't jump ship. Well, if I, there's no club to support. I'll support the local league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the main reason that we're actually keeping on going with this is because Saturday night, the Raw played the Strikers, and yeah, ACL. And it happened, and they won 5 0. Strikers won 5 0. Strikers won 5 0, and basically they were largely dominant. The Raw struggled to get out of their own half a lot of the time, and. It's that time of year whereas the, the yeah. youth team really does yeah. struggle in the NPL. It did look like men versus boys, in truth. Yep. And it, even before that, Asian Champions League. We got to see more goals from the Raw than yeah. in the rest of the group stage, I think. Just a decent game, actually, wasn't it? It was. Like, it, it, we all kind of went in a little bit, I suppose, yeah. flat and <laughs> not too excited. But I will say the theme of the night, as I said in our video, it was horrible defending. Because yes. It started in the first five minutes. I mean... With the first goal, you can talk about the Jamie Young howler, but go back and watch Avram Papadopoulos. That's a cross from the byline, and he's walking back on into the 18 yard box. Yeah, that shows you the level of intensity defensively. That's like in a in a small nutshell intensity. Look, it's, it's easy. They're talking about that first goal, and I, I saw it on replay because obviously you see it live. Thinking Jamie Young, what have you done? But to even for the I can't I can't remember the all time player's name for him to actually get in that position to have a shot from. You know, that far out, you know, it should never happen if, if they're fair thinking about playing defence. So it's very, very easy to point the finger at Jamie Young, but defensively, I think yeah. that was a, the whole game. Just yeah. The best defensive piece of effort was in the 94th minute. Yeah, for the one good piece of defending all night. Yep. And so the Raw youth currently sitting in ninth place with a game in hand. So they could actually jump up ahead of. Actually, well, they could jump ahead of Northern Fury up into seventh if they win that game currently by five goals. Yeah, well, they played all the Fury in that game as well. That's the game in hand. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. they've got to win that by nine goals and jump up on goal difference. Last year, you'd say they're a decent chance given the Fury, but this year, they're a lot more competitive. That's right. And with the FFA Cup... Oh, actually, just quickly, round 11, Redlands versus Brisbane Youth, Friday, 7pm at Queensland at Cleveland Showgrounds. If you're going, take a jacket because it's very cold Ooh. down there. And it's down also... By the bay. And also, I had a look at the weather forecast. We're apparently expecting about 20 mils of rain on Friday, Ooh, which yeah. is good because I'm planning on doing a 20k <laughs> run Friday night. Could be a rain out then. No, I'll still go. And then... I mean for the game, not for your run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so between Adam and running in the rain, I... yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. All right, FFA Cup draw, round six, Redlands against Olympic FC. That's going to be good. Yep. Penn Power against Logan Lightning, Grange Thistle and Rochdale Rovers. Holland Park Hawks and Morton Bay United to be played May 23rd, 24th, midweek fixtures. 
And then round seven will be Grange slash Rochdale against Penn Power Logan. And winner of Redlands Olympic against winner of Holland Park Morton Bay to be played during nine. This is really good because there will be at least one new team in the round of 32. Yep. And one Brisbane Premier League team in at least because, as you pointed out, it's Grange Thistle, Rochdale, Peninsula Power, Logan Lightning. None of those have been there before and they're all Brisbane Premier League sides. So that's really good. The other side, you'd say the winner of Redlands and Olympic is the odds-on favourite, and I would say it's probably going to be Olympic. Oh, hang on. I wouldn't... They're the best. Don't you, don't you start your Morton Bay side. They were terrible. <laughs> they, were, they were not very good last time I saw them play. Do, but, I, need, do I need to give you guys a minute no, to drink it out? Or? But I do think that Olympic are the one of the stronger teams in, yeah. the, in the NPL this year. So they're most likely. And on the other side, it's probably going to come down to Rochdale versus Peninsula Power. All right, so that's going to be it for segment two of the Brisbane Football Review. Adam and Scott need to uh, sort out their differences here. Let's talk about how bad Morton Bay are. Probably <laughs> right. Because right. it's against my local team. We're going to get out of here before they start trading blows. This is the Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. And welcome back to segment three of the Brisbane Football Review season finale. It's James Scott and Adam with you for the Outside90 Fan Network. Yep. Still here somehow? Yeah, still here. <laughs> we sorted out our differences over more yep. today. Yeah, do you need a tissue to wipe up that blood? Or? No. So Adam admitted they're not very good, it's fine. <laughs> oh dear. Once they come back and bite me if they make the finals at the end of the year, by the way. Yeah. Well, it's not like we're, we would ever say anything that would bite us in no. the butt coming back to it. Alright, so segment three, we're going to have a bit of a look ahead to the off-season, because we're going to hopefully be off for a couple of months with no shows. So Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, currently the Raw have 16 players contracted for next year, two marquees, Oren Holman, and one visa, Thomas Christensen. So, the t- guys under contract, Michael Theo and Jamie Young. Now, this is just first-team players as yep. well. Uh, defenders, Daniel Bowles, Corey Brown, Luke Devere, Jack Hingett, Jade North, Connor O'Toole, and Kai Rolls. Midfield, Shannon Brady, Brett Holman, Thomas Christensen, Tommy Orr, Matt Mackay. Forwards, Brandon Borello and Nicholas D'Agostino. So, and I think you can cross Borello out at some point <laughs> in the near future. Yeah. Because it sounds like he's leaving, but as of right now, he's still a Brisbane Raw player. Yes, he didn't announce anything. Uh, and out of contract, Manuel Arana, Thomas Broich, Joe Coletti, Cameron Crestani, Joey Katabian, Nathan Constantopoulos, Jamie McLaren, Avram Papadopoulos, and Jacob Pepper. So, first of all, we know Broich, he's leaving. Yep. He'd really hope so after all the build-up of the last month. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a massive turnaround now, wouldn't it? it uh, I have to admit, just from a pure storyline perspective, if Broich gets cleared to play again, I'd just love it if, you know, late August... You just see this story come across <laughs> late one Thursday yeah. night or something. By the way, Thomas Broich is back with the Raw. The old Michael Jordan, just two words, I'm back. <laughs> oh, yes. Could that, you imagine it? That is just... Well, now it would be a tweet, but... It, Marco, if you're listening yeah. to this and you get any say in back page headlines at the Career Mail, make that happen if it happens, please. That would be absolutely brilliant. Just, I'm back and that's it. Just a full-page photo of Thomas yeah. Broich when he was pointing to it yeah. with the name on the back of his jersey with <laughs> I'm back splattered across the yeah. front. Yeah, and we know that that's why we're not in the newspaper industry. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. No so, Broncos in that back page. It'll never happen. That's right. All right, so if you want to go through the players, mm-hmm. I would like to keep Joe Coletti, Cameron Crestani, and Nathan Constantopoulos, and Avram Papadopoulos. Mostly the last two, just because I finally learned how to say their names. <laughs> well, for me, there's only two that we absolutely have to keep. One, obviously, Joe Coletti. We talked about him in the last in the first segment, and I think Papadopoulos has been really good. Yep. The rest, I think, for you can replace them with reasonable similarities if you have to, but you can make a case for or against them, I'd say, and I include Pepper in that. You can actually make a case for him when you start to see some of the alternatives around the league. Yep. As much as it would annoy a lot of people. Now, I'm kind of on the fence about saying this, but I'm going to give it with the predecessor of it was a bit of a... 
I'm not quite sure how accurate this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the game on Wednesday night, I did say to Papadopoulos, hopefully we'll be seeing you back next year. And he said, yeah, you will. And I asked if the deal was done, and he said yes. Now, I'm not sure he totally understood me, but if that story does happen to break in a week or so... You're claiming it. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, I'm just giving it with the okay. caveat of just know that... Well, Brenton Speed also said there was another player leaving in the pregame show, and that hasn't come out anyway, so... Uh, anyway. Well, 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 let's just go with that right now. Well, let's, just, let's let Adam say who we'd like to keep first before uh, we move on too far. I know, do I? Like, Galetti, Cristani, I think, and probably Papadopoulos. I think that's the three L, the others... Yeah. Either Argon yeah, or with Cristani, yeah. it's a case of him or Papadopoulos. I don't think we're going to keep two defenders here. We've already got what eight under contract. But that being said, you got to remember Bowles will be out yeah. probably until Feb, uh, not February, uh, November. That's yeah. the month I'm thinking of. So it's not as though they've got. Um, and keep in mind, you've got Champions League qualifiers coming up soon. Yeah. And for me, you want to keep. You want to keep as many healthy bodies as you can. You still want Dane Ingham as well, who's not on this list, by the way, as well. Yes. As a youth team player. Now, you've got... Now, uh... Yeah, and... Look, there have been some stories circulating about Jacob Pepper possibly being re-signed. Look, the only, I suppose, thing I would point out for that is Pepper, you know, he didn't have a great season. I don't think anyone will argue that. John Aloisi was able to turn Corey Brown into the club's player of the year. Is it at all possible? <laughs> no, it's not possible. It's like Leicester City. But... I've got two names here when we get through each of the other opposition teams that you could look at as options, and I don't think they're any more or less exciting than him, but we'll get to that. Look, at the end of the day, as much as people complain about Jacob Pepp and all that, he's, every, every club needs a squatty. That's that's the problem with um, with the salary cap system. Is that, you, know, you can't have superstars laden across your 23 spots. So, you know... At the end of the day, he's there. He's there to do a job. He's there to fill in the gaps, and oh, we can't expect too much out of him. Hopefully, we don't see him too much. Yeah, but look, as a fourth-string central midfielder, assuming yeah. Coletti gets re-signed, yeah. and I think it would be a I'll shock say if fifth he did. string midfielder. I'd like another one to come in. Yeah, as well. But all right. So from other clubs, so we're not going to run through the whole list because no. I really can't be bothered. Yeah, it's a but, long list of players. But we like. I feel like out of these guys, you will find some solid. Squad players, I think. Yeah, like you might not find that superstar yeah. twenty goal a season. The good thing is the Raw have got sixteen signed already, and you assume Kaledi and Papadopoulos take you to eighteen. A couple of Fiji players take you to twenty or twenty-one. So you're already not really looking for too many players out of this list. And there's a couple of good young prospects in, in the youth as well yeah. so to come through. So uh, some of the na- So I'll just run through a name here. I'll run through a name. I'll in- start with Adelaide. Anyone from Adelaide of any interest? Ellie Babal. If he can stay healthy, yeah. I the, he's still got some pretty good talent around yeah. him, and yeah. Well, I think that's one area that obviously now that the Raw need to look at is is the front line. The uh, you know one or two strikers and a couple of wingers. That's that's where that's where the, the uh, we need to be strengthened. So and look, in all honesty, I am going to be yeah. leaning a bit more towards the front yeah. because as you, I think we all will be actually, but yeah. Mm. Also on Babal, I wish he does know him from the days at Melbourne Heart. So there is that. Yes. So there could be a little bit of a connection there. And look, he was supposed to get his fresh start in Adelaide, tore his knee up in, I think, his first yeah. game back against Brisbane. I haven't seen much of Adelaide at the end of the season, but did he play a lot for them? No, because they had did Bubba play Champions Chief. League. So. Papa, yeah. Bubba, Diawara. Bubba Diawara was yeah. the... Oh, now he's the guy that I'd love them to sign. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's off the mm. board. Did he resign with yeah, Adelaide? Yeah, he has resigned. He's oh, resigned with Adelaide, so... All right. So anyone, anyone else from you guys? No. I don't even suggest Babal because of his injury. That's one reason why I didn't consider him. But look at at a pinch, maybe Sergio Sirio, but nah. yeah, I, go, I, I don't want I don't want Sirio just because I'll have to keep going back between Sirio and Thirio. <laughs> and look, we all know how I am with names. So uh, uh, the only other name that really jumps out at me was Jordan Elsie, and that's no, just... he's done his knee. Ah, he's okay. been out for the with an injury, and we've got. Eight, nine defenders already. Well, I was going to say, the only reason he really jumps out at me is because I just remember him getting that uh, header in like, oh, the 93rd yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah, that game was uh, Yeah, so, Central Coast. Apia? Nah. Pass. For me, pass the whole, on the whole. Valve. We yeah. have our version of Quibbin or Apia. His name is Shannon Brady. Uh, yeah, except Apia's actually done something in the league on the, in the A-League okay. on the field. I'll, tr- I'll trust Brady. Uh, I'll trust Brady too, just not that one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
All right, Melbourne City actually don't have a whole lot of players off contract. You've got Sorensen, Caceres, and Bratton, and I believe Caceres and Bratton are going to be... They're, they're Manchester City players, so... They'll be head back. Hold of them. But Bratton, apparently, according to one of his social media platforms, is visiting family in Brisbane <laughs> right now. Yes, which set off a few people yesterday, but I don't think he's coming back. No. As good as it would be, I don't think he's coming back. Because he is a Brisbane boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Melbourne victory. See, this is where I got the first name you can compare with Pepper. And that's Rashid Mahazi. But he's go, he's retiring going back to Kenya. So there's one... That could make the commute a little there's bit tough. One, there's one like-for-like option you could have had in place of Pepper, but he's already not off the board because he's retirement. So Any interest in Farhid Ben Kalfoy? No. I don't want the Broich wannabe. Oh, Adam's thinking about it. Look, no, I, look, I wouldn't say no, but I just don't think his price tag worth it. Yep. If I, it, yeah, the money you would... It would yeah, take signing. The, mo- the money would you be- would rather see it go to Broich. I can see yeah. it working, but he just he didn't look as good this year as he did in the previous year. So I'll pass on yeah, that. And one. That's, that's why you know we know he's capable, which sort of poor thing. But I just don't think the money that we would outlay for him would be worth it. You're better off going all in on someone else. I'm also cautious of anyone from Melbourne Victory because we tend to get the rough end of the deal. Yeah. When we do swaps with them. Yes. Well. Uh, all right. So that's going to be Newcastle. Anybody there? Adam? Oh, look, I'd love to see Harry Sawyer back. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting someone else bring that up. And I don't think he was... I think we kind of saw what he is and isn't in terms of the A-League context. He got a few opportunities for Newcastle. He just never... It never quite worked out for him. He might need to go and play in all, week in, all, in, week out in the MPL. In all seriousness, with Harry Sawyer, he'd be a long-term project. Yeah. I think he he's probably uh, two, maybe three seasons away from being you know, a... Accomplish a league sort of yeah. level and, players. And the Raw so. have someone like that, it's Nicholas D'Agostino. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, on to Perth, nobody really here, really? to be honest. No, no, oh, no. there's one I look at. I've got two names here. Okay. I'll go with the first one. It's the other Pepper comparison. That's Mitch Oxborough, which I actually wouldn't, if we brought in Oxborough instead of Pepper, I wouldn't actually mind that. But the other one is actually Marinkovic. Because we still haven't replaced Petrados. Mm. As a free kick specialist. That and also a, a number back up, 10. Backup number 10. Look at our midfield right now. It's what? Christensen, Mackay, and Holman. Yeah. Even if Coletti stays, we're going to need at least two more bodies in there. You know what? You've actually sold me on that. He, he would yeah. be a visa player, but it sounds like Alavis is not going to use the full complement of five anyway. So you could... I would. I could certainly be convinced that Marinkovic could do a job for you off the bench. Yeah, why not? And... Actually, now that you mention it, yeah, why? Like, yeah, as that sort yeah. of depth option. And it, in the front third, well, he can play <laughs> as a 10, he can play wide, right, and left. We're going to need players in those areas as well. You could yeah. you could do worse, put it that way. All right, fair enough. Now, are there any championship winners from Sydney that we would like to uh, see the Raw bring in? Oh, that look on Adam's face isn't really encouraging. <laughs> oh, so no, no, no. no you were going to say it was Marinkovic. Oh, you going to say Marinkovic, yeah. definitely. I'd I, look at that again. You would you don't wouldn't want to break the bank on him, but um, certainly if you know a reasonable offer, he'd, he'd be he'd be handy, especially that number ten role for Sydney. Um, look, Mills Dimitrievich, yeah, yeah, as a as a holding midfield next to Christensen, if you know if something went wrong with sort of Mackay or um, or Kaledi of Kaledi side, he'd be handy to have. But yeah, you probably no. Do you think there's any chance that... Like, Matt Mackay was injured at the end of this year. Do you think there's any chance of that lingering? Oh, it's all, at his age, there's always a yeah. possibility. The yeah. one that I said was actually David Carney. And it's the sense that... No, nah, I'm not... Nah, we're, not we're, we're lacking in wide players right now. And we saw he can have an impact off the bench. And it's a long shot. It's not, I'm not exactly excited by it, but you could convince me that he could do a, a semi-decent job for you off the bench. Carney feels like if you sign him, it's going to be a year too late rather than a year too early. That's probably true. We do have a lot of older players as well. Yeah. And that's one thing that is, I suppose, missing right now in that Raw squad is you've got the young crop of players coming through not quite there yet. And then you've also got the level-headed veterans who keep a cool head on everything. And Christensen, who apparently just likes to yell a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got those guys and you haven't really got those 27-year-old players that are in their prime. Uh, so, on to Wellington. Rolly Bonavazzi well, is a name that's been thrown he's out. All, he's actually signed with West Sydney, so... Oh, not, a, not officially, but it sounds like he has. Yeah, yeah and and Brandon Barilla hasn't officially signed with Kaiserslautern. Mm, yeah. It's in that in that thing where we think he's gone, but yeah, we haven't actually seen him. The only player that any interests me would be Adam Parkhouse as a spare left-back, but we've already got two. Yeah. So, it just hasn't 
doesn't work out that this time to recruit a left back. But but then again, it was Adam Parkhouse because he made his name as a as a winger at Manly yeah. United. So he hasn't I, got I, enough in him as a winger for me. But I, yeah, don't take him as a wing back. But do you actually want to perhaps see? Like they do, kind of need extra fullbacks, I suppose. They got, got Brown and Connor O'Toole, and you strictly a left back to me. So I wouldn't. As I said, we've also got Dane Ingham and Hingett, so I think we're covered. I keep forgetting about Ingham and yeah, yeah. yeah Alex, covered at fullback. Alex so Rodriguez is an interesting one only because yeah, he came with such a big pedigree, um, being you know, a Sunderland under twenty one captain. Yeah, and like he's just shown nothing in the last two years. So to be fair, neither of Sunderland. That's right. <laughs> that should make any Newcastle United fans happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and final club, Western Sydney. Who wants Mitch Nichols back? Oh, I'm actually, uh, I wouldn't say <laughs> fight. I reckon there'd be a few people up here that, that oh. might, but I think uh, he had a chance of him coming back went out yeah. in the in the semi final last year. I agree with that. Adam's point about giving the middle finger salute to the travelling. Then yeah. that, that should automatically discount you. But I will say this: I did like when he was doing the yeah. two-fingered salute, though. And yeah. the next week, it spawned a whole lot of "Hey Mitch, how many goals did you lose that grand final <laughs> by?" I will say though, he is a goal-scoring midfield player, and we could use one of those players. It's just with all that baggage, is it really worth it, it in this case? If you're going to bring in a midfielder, I'd rather Terry Antonis, who I know is yeah. on loan. Yeah. But well, actually, I'd say Nico Martinez. If you, if you can hijack the Olympiacos sort of you know loan deal or something like that. You know, he, he'd be handy to have, but um, yeah, him inside of the salary cap I, because yeah. he was the Wanderers' marquee player. So. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Antonis could be an interesting shout though, because the Raw were overrun at the end of the year in the midfield. Yeah, that's where victory overran them. So. Yeah, Antonis can also play forward a lot more yeah. forward than he did for the Wanderers. He can probably yeah. he could probably be like almost a dual ten now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break and work out what to do for segment four. What do you say? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. All right, we'll be back after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Segment four of the Brisbane Football Review for the Outside Ninety Fan Network. It's James Scott and Adam, and it's our last segment of the season one. What's going? Ah, I'm scared. It's not even just started, doesn't it? I, well, yeah, when you're not doing all the audio production. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> when you're going to turn up and talk, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, but well, it's been a fun season. But we're going to start off with off-season hopes. So. Let's talk about players that the Raw need to bring in. We all agree they're a little bit light on forward players at the moment. Yeah, before we go into players, can we all just look at the num- number one hope for the off-season priority-wise is just state stability. Stability, yes. Yeah, that, outside of players, that's the absolute number one thing we need as a club. A negative storyline-free season. Yeah. That includes injury. So, like, I, I don't want to find out that someone has torn their hamstring off the bone in the first week of pre-season <laughs> trying to run sprints because they spent the whole time in Fiji drinking cocktails. Which is something that we're all going to. I mean, uh, <laughs> don't tell them. <laughs> That's how we told them Fiji, but it'll actually be Vanuatu. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, off season. Like I suppose drama free off season. I think so. I think because their stability is the most important thing, and also you hope that you know that that Craig Moore and um, Joe will spend the time wisely and actually you know go use their contacts, you know, do their scouting, and whatnot. Because I think yeah. the, I think the secondary to that is I think we need a I think we need a striker and a decent one. That I think you can't just take twenty goals out. If this is assuming, obviously, of course, Jamie McLaren is gone, which we think is about ninety five percent going to happen. And I think that stare he gave me last Wednesday night probably sealed it. I think ninety five percent is being highly yeah. optimistic about him staying. I think five yeah. percent. We, we would all lo- we would all love him to stay, but I think we're also well aware that it's uh, a long. Shot. I think a lot of his actions as well with with the fans yeah. after the game was that suggest he was. He's gone. He won't. He won't yeah. be back. So, but that being said, he did appreciate his time here. He did, yeah. And no, so, but he just can't. You just can't replace twenty goals, you know, and nothing or that. So I think hopefully that they use their their connections. Like I said, you know, two very very, you know, well, you know, well connected, you know, people. So 
and we'd get a decent striker. The Raw have had to do this once before, replacing a 20 goal a year striker, and they got it horrendously well. Mm. Hopefully they get it more successful this year. No DVDs. Menso Katishi did score 20 goals, just most of them came in pre-season. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was one game, it was. One half, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, one half. But, yeah, so, that's why I would say, if I was going to give a message to the fans, don't panic that, like, everyone's leaving. Yeah. They've been in the off-season for five days at the moment while we're recording. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the start of four or five months until the next meaningful it game. It is, but this time last year is when Sydney FC won the double because this is when they signed Zulo, Wilkinson and Bukovic. But that's... And they got Bobo in. It was all done early in the preseason. Mm. They had a full preseason with their team. Arnold could set them up the way he wanted to, fix up all the issues. Oh, and Brillante's in that group as well, he signed. And so, look, that's probably their four or five most important players. But that's, but so that's even why then, I would love it if we could get this striker that we all agree we need. I think we need... We've only got like three or four attacking third players. I think we need at least two more in addition the to best, the The best news would be for us to come back on air for the new season, where I think we're looking at July, and that we actually can announce, you know, on the strike, we have a new striker. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's what I mean. Like Even then, you've still got six, seven weeks, yeah. four more Aloisi yeah. anybody to go and... F- find a striker, sign them, and then have them set up at Ballymore, I think they're going to be training at next season. I think they're back at, I know they're going to be over at um, Logan. Okay, so uh, at the training ground yeah, for the, day one of pre-season fitness training. training. Ground, yep. Yeah, like that, Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's a long off-season. It's not like yeah. Europe where the season wraps up, the players go on holiday, and the managers have to start a madcap scramble it's to sign It's a long off-season, but it's only a four-week break. They are back at July 3rd, I think it is. So it's a it's a long preseason, not a long off season. Yeah. So there's look, there's a lot to there's a long way to yeah. go, but what positions did you like about the positions? What ones would you what positions would you like to see the raw add in? Well, yeah, starting striker yeah. first and foremost. Then I feel like they need probably a midfielder that can mm-hmm. back up all three positions yep. in there, and <laughs> then the next one would probably be a wide player that an attacking wide player that can fill in on both sides because you've got the repl- you've got to also replace yeah. Borello who yeah. while he had a down year in terms of goals scored he was still very heavily involved throughout the season yeah it's a it all, I guess it all depends as well as whether Jonah was his comfortable with the formation that we play at the moment the um the 4-2-3-1 or whether he he tweaks it sideways and it may be a case of trying to if we're going all in for you know that that you know that gun striker we may have to change formation. We maybe have to play two up front, right? It's it's like I said, this is yeah. where the mystery sort of you know, all the puzzle pieces need to go so it get be put together because that that may that may all change what how we know the Raw as they play at the moment may not necessarily be what John Elwes would do going forward. Well, that's one thing that we've been talking about the last few weeks, and I've been saving it for this show. So thanks for leading into it, Adam. <laughs> it's um, Aloisi seems like he's got an idea on how he wants the Raw to play, and it's not the same as Ange's Raw Salona style. It's not the same style. No. It's a lot more efficient. It's a lot more, I would say, when it's working, ruthless. Yep. Where it's basically, you get an opening, you take your shot and score. And yeah. for me, that is where you really jump out as, like, that's the way you, that if they're going to play, you need a striker that I suppose... It's transition yeah. based the way the Royal played over the last year. But I don't know if that's just because that's the way it's best suited to Jamie McLaren. We talked about before the sub is set up for McLaren to succeed. So if you bring in a new striker, but I don't think so. If you bring in like a target <laughs> man style, you can't play that way. But, You've got to mix it up again. So it'd be interesting to see what sort of striker he does go for. Because I think that's going to yeah. be. But I don't feel like the system was specifically tailored for Jamie McLaren though. With the amount of crosses they put in, when what? How tall is McLaren? Five foot ten, maybe. Yeah. And he's getting marked by two six foot four centre backs. How will like you might you're probably going to want a striker that can come and win at least you know one in three of those crosses, and it might not always lead to goals. And look, we we you know all love McLaren, but that yeah. is one area that he was quite weak in, which was heading the ball because yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> like it it was a good problem to have where he was playing so well, defenders were marking him that tightly, he just couldn't get in space to get a header. Yeah, that's true. Also, I do, do agree with you. Back a few minutes ago, with the positions. Yeah, we need a need to strike. We need a midfielder to because that's where we lost, we lost the semi final in intensity in there. And Adam's what we need. I'll, right I'll tell I'll tell you where we actually where we don't need where I think we we should be fine with and assume that everyone's back and healthy. Our defense is probably the most you know yeah. sold in the league as far as stability as experience played together. So and as they say, and maybe it's a hope going forward. You know the championships are built from the back. Yep. 
you know, so we've, you know, obviously, you know, Jack Hingert, you know, Corey Brown, probably the two, two of the best, you know, fullbacks in the league at the moment. You know, if they, if they come back and have seasons like they did, you know, it could, that, I think that's where, I think up front is where we need to, you know, improve. Yeah, and this is where it all comes back to Aloisi and to a lesser extent Craig Moore, where they need to decide what the identity of this team is. I think John Aloisi will be deciding that. Yeah, but I feel like he's going to be working in conjunction with Craig Moore, working out who's available, what yeah. sort of players can they bring in, because we did see a bit of a change this year compared to last yeah. year, where they got Broich to stay a little bit deeper on the left side, yeah. whereas this year now you've got Tommy Orr, who is much, much quicker than Broich. And you're going to find that these guys, like, there is going to be a lot more pace yeah. in the side, I think. That is, that is there is a lot more pace in the side. Also, the midfield was very, very different as well. Yep. Christensen, Chrono to Christensen yeah. is a change in many, many different ways. And oh. it, it certainly changed the way the Raw played. I could, in all honesty, see them, like, if we're just talking formations here now, I could easily see them going to maybe a different structure of midfield where Christensen yeah. is the lone deep-lying midfielder, maybe that Eric Pardalou sort of yeah, role. Brad plays that way as well, yeah. Yeah, and then, but that's what I mean, like, the yeah. true deep-lying, and then instead of having Mackay next to him, you push that second holding midfielder yeah. up a I'd little like, bit. I'd really like to see that, because that would be a sign that Aurora going back to the old raw Salone away, because that's the way Ange played it, and that's the way Mark Mulvey played it, with one deeper-lying midfielder and then two yeah. more attacking-lying yeah, midfielders. They're, 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 not, they're not your typical centre-mids, but you like your left centre-mid, your right centre-mid, yeah. that's... How those ones so whereas we've gone back to two number sixes as and just in terms of recruitment the the way I see it, look Aloisi's had two massive hits with Corona and with Christensen yeah and he, McLaren as well you got and back McLaren back. yes yep. uh, okay so he's had three massive hits and he's had two ones that I think he probably would like to have back in Hervas and uh, Arana yeah yeah and well let's just say Pepper in well, there to even out the numbers yeah, so. But it's- just, for, just for my <laughs> okay, okay. second. Yep. So right now he's hitting about 50-50 on his thing. So we agree he's going to bring in, what, four, five new players at least? Yeah. So if he's ch- going to only hit on 50%, one of them better be the striker. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you think, look, no manager goes 100% no. on their signings, not even Sir Alex Ferguson no, or... Eric Jemba Jemba. <laughs> <laughs> Diego Forland. Hey. Anyway, but you get those, you get that and... For me, you think Aloisi is going to find good players. Now, look, yeah. he might sign a couple of players that we sit there and go, what were you thinking? But yeah. in that same regard, I would argue that Aloisi is going to find players that will come in and have a massive impact next year. Well, it's 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 going to decide whether we're successful or not, whether these players do. Because if the players we have right now are not good enough to, on their own, win us the league. We well, need... No, that's because there's only 16 of them. Yeah, no, but we know the players <laughs> we come in, we're going to have to have oh. seriously good contributors. Yeah. Particularly in the final third. I we, we as, a, as a squad at the moment, you, as, as Sky said, I absolutely agree with him that, you know, it, it's a, there's a structure of a squad and we've got, you know, at least our defence is set. It's a good foundation but, of defence too. Yeah, but the, yeah, these, the players that need to come in need to make this squad better. Whereas you take a look at someone like Sydney, who pretty much they can, they, I think Arnie can actually pretty much sit back and do bugger all. He yeah. made one or two changes, which I think is bringing some young guys because not, he's set. Yeah. Not to go off on a tangent, but I think mm. that would be the worst decision Graham Arnold could make yeah. if he decides to keep the team stagnant. You got to freshen yeah. it up, but they need to freshen up. We need to bring in some mm. key contributors. They've got their key contributors locked yeah. in. In a league like the A League. Every off-season, every team needs to be trying to get 20% better than they were the year before. That's the price Adelaide paid this season. Yep. All right, now, we were going to do a team of the season, but we've kind of run out of time. So let's just say Sydney FC, because they won the double. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, either way, that's going to be it for this it's edition. something to disagree on after 34 episodes. Yeah. We're not giving Sydney FC any more credit than they already have. <laughs> Well, they did win they're, the double, so they're, they're trying to count as picks for self. Yep. All right, so that's going to be it, it. That's going to be it for this edition and season one of the Brisbane Football Review. Before we go, however, we should give special thanks to Switch Eleven Ninety Seven for the studio yep. for the about six or so months. Yes. And Adrian and the Outside Ninety team with the fan network. It's been a lot of fun. Yep. And our guests, Mark Kingsman and Was Brown, for coming on. Yep. And hopefully we'll get them back next year. And also thanks to both you, James, and Adam for joining the Raw Review slash Britain Football Review this season. It's been fun. Thank you. Glad you yeah. haven't kicked us out yet. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. And our co-host, 
Griffin, who deserves congratulations for his pending move to Costa Rica on a football oh. deal. So, Ooh, congratulations to him. Yes. Yeah, I know. This is what happens when we bring on someone that actually has skill as a footballer yeah. instead of just a big mouth. <laughs> uh, Richard, for being an admirable last-minute fill-in, and was Brown once again. I believe yeah. he was our guest in that third week that Adam yes. was off on his fundraising trip to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Scott and Adam, thanks very much for reminding me when I need to shut up before I got a suit. <laughs> and yeah, Adam? You got anything you want to say? Oh, look, uh, the end of, obviously, I want to thank you guys. Well, obviously, I've been for every episode and obviously held, held the fort um, while I'm away for various reasons. But also, as well, I think uh, I will share in the fact that, you know, thank you to our listeners and yeah. and those who contribute on our social media platforms. I think, you know, we've, we've gotten better for your feedback. So, yep, lock yeah, no. one with the fan cams as well. Yep. yep. Nice having someone else yeah. holding the camera. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good point, we should have thank you to listeners as well. Yes, well, that was actually in the script yeah. if you read that. Okay. But yeah, we'll be back at some stage in July when there's enough news for us to fill 50 or 60 minutes of air Hopefully time. Hopefully not sooner, Brisbane mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, finally, thank you yeah, everyone for listening this year, watching our videos. We're really looking forward to season two of this, but for now, we have to finish up. We'll talk to you again in a full month. In a few months, this has been the Brisbane Football back Review. Mad Monday. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.